Right? Okay, I think we're starting. It's you, Debbie, you, Daddy, and I. Can you tell me what we're learning? Who is we? Oh, yes, Yona. That sounds... Oh, thank you. That sounds you have to write it. Who okay, thank it? you. I wrote it. <coughs> Not to me. Okay, thank you. Oh, okay. I put it on, I, I put it on the chat. Hi, Esther. Hello, everybody. Hi, Debbie. The first thing we have to keep in mind is that the Sefer Yoyna is different from all the others. First of all, he's not talking about a terrible thing that's going to happen to the Am Yisrael. But the people that are in danger in the Sefer Yoyna is the people of Nineveh. And the Nineveh itself is... Uh, was a, a idolatrous city, or whatever it was, whether they had belief in God or not, we don't know. And basically, the Sefer Yona doesn't really care. They happened to be non-Jews, and Yona had the job to go to Nineveh and to warn the people. Why wasn't Yona picked out in order to do such a thing to go there? We have no answer to that. We have the whole Sefer Yona is a puzzle. What's it doing in our Tanakh? But the lesson that you learn from the Sefer Yona is very, very good. That is to say, it's a Haftorah for Yom Kippur, that you can do tshuva even if you have a sword of Gehenim hanging over you, you can still do tshuva. Here, Yona was in a position where his life was every moment in danger, and yet he is praying to God, and eventually the, the dog, whatever the dog was, what kind of fish, people say it was a whale, but I, I don't know, I'm not sure. I just take the idea that this was a dog or dog. It was a great fish. The blow as <clears throat> The start of the Sefer of Yona starts you like in the middle of a story. You don't know what happened before. By he devour Hashem as Yona ben Amitai He had a vision. What did it say? Where did it come from? We have in the Sefer Nevi'im where where it says that he had the Barisham spoke to his novi Yona ben Amitai from Gas But it doesn't tell us of what was the different uh, prophecies that he spoke about to the point where his one novi, well, we know that he said prophecies, but we don't know the actual quotations of it like we have of some of the early Nevi'im and some of the later Nevi'im. But we had to, when Shmuel Hanavi had something, his words are quoted exactly, and they are, uh, they are dissected to have his further understanding. But the Sefer of Yoda sort of starts in the middle of a subject. Uh, if, the, if it would have been Shadis Lamar, which is elsewhere, and in, in Melochim it says, another time God spoke to him, 
But over here it just says, this is something in the middle of a discussion. Something happened over here. We not, do not know all the details. And the, the first beginning of it is, is that Yona had a prophecy of a Kodesh Baruch Did it come in a dream? I don't know. Did it come in a daytime vision? I don't know either. Did it come because a different Navi told him, I have a message from God for you? We don't know. Just as the Word of God came to Yonah, which is a very difficult way to start a safer and to start a discussion of it. What does it say? I don't know. But the first thing is it starts off with the story of uh, Nineveh. Come Lechel Nineveh. I want you to go to Nineveh. But where was he at the time? He says, you go to Nineveh. Where was he? Probably in the north of Elsie's soil, from the shade at Zebulun. He came from Gasfeta, which was a city in Zebulun. From his father's side, he was from the Shevet Zebulun. <clears throat> and the opening of the vision it starts off with Kum Lechel Ninveh Excuse me, could the person on the 917 number please mute your phone? Thank you. Uh, I didn't hear that. No, no, somebody, somebody's phone was making a lot of crackling sounds. So they asked them to mute themselves. I'm sorry, the first one on 917, I have your number. Could you please mute, mute your phone? I'm sorry to interrupt. Thank you. Okay. Uh, you have to say that the Bhagavad should save us from inadvertent uh, sins. Right? <laughs> okay. So, the, the, and the, to turn the story, it says, Kum Lechel Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was mentioned in the Sefer Bereshus, uh, even. It was an ancient city. And here it's called the Iogadorla, a very great city. Later on, when we talk about when Yonah is there in the city, it says, you know how big the city of Nineveh was? that somebody walking from one end of the city of Ninveh to the other end of the city of Ninveh, it took him three days of constant walking to go from one end of the city to the other end. Really, you must say that Ninveh was one of the, if not the only, metropolis in the area. Now, where was Ninveh? It was in the country called Ashur or Assyria. It moved somewhere it would be to the east of Israel, and eventually it was the people who conquered the Assyrian and took them into exile and threatened and almost took the uh, uh, Yehuda and Yerushalayim uh, under their control. So <coughs> They're not particularly friends of Am Yisrael. Why would Rabbanim send a Novi 
to the city of Ninveh, a non-Jewish city. Mm -hmm. No answer. The Bhagavatam is uh, has his accounts that he has with different people and different things. And the opening is Kumlech It is originally described as a very, very big city. And what I want you to do is to It doesn't say what you're to say. It says call out to them. Once they see the Novi Yona coming, now I assume he had a strimal and a beard and a kapotra. Mm -hmm. What did he have? We don't know how he was dressed, but we have the description of uh, of Avio Hanovi. He had a special garment that he was wearing. People says, "Oh, that must have been Elio Hanovi." After all, he described his clothing that he was wearing. So we see that uh, he didn't wear uh, what do you call it? He didn't wear boots, and he didn't wear a long tapata. We know what it, it, the description was something exceptional and he was a Novi Vashem. Okay. So it says, he also means warn them. It says, call out to them. He doesn't say what it is, right? Oh, and actually doesn't say either anyway, right? Uh, what I tell you to say. In other words, he doesn't get the message yet. When you're ready to broadcast and to say now you've got a live microphone, then I'll tell you what to say. Oh, uh, that's not something. But uh, obviously, Yona knew what he was supposed to say. Once he says, you can understand that to mean warn them of their misbehavior will be punished. How do you say that? Ki also because their misbehavior. Now, what did they do bad? Did they worship about the Zora? It doesn't say so that they did that. But the Ro'asam spoken over here probably is referring to Benodam Lachavero. They didn't mind stealing from somebody else, taking away his property, or stealing somebody else's wife, or things like that. People did those kinds of evil, Benodam Lachavero. That is the law of some that is spoken here. Later on, when the people of Nineveh are warned, to change their behavior, we find that all the behaviors that are changed are bein odem lachavero. Oh, so the berries that they were doing were between themselves and their neighbors. And for that, they were going to be punished. And that is what the Novi just now found out what he's going to do. And he decides, he doesn't want to have any part of it. No? That's the same thing. Uh, uh, when we have an election that we just had some primary elections and the guy that didn't get it, enough of an interest, he doesn't want to spend more money and lose more friends. 
So even if his name is Kennedy, he drops out of the race and he says, I guess I can't make it, that's all. At some point you have to give up on your attempts to go against the, the grain. So the, the, the invitation or the shlichus that Yonah gets is because also before me. They are so bad in their unfriendly neighborhood relationships to one another that I have to punish the whole city of Ninveh. Mm -hmm. So what did Yonah do? He went immediately to respond to his instructions. He went straight to Ninveh called him up on the telephone and says, hello, I got a message from God for you people. No way! He didn't do that at all. As soon as he got all of this, by Yochum Yonah, he got up, he decided to see if he could reach the Atlantic Ocean from the Mideast. Oh, is that where Tarshish is? Well, I don't know. There are quite a few other Tarshishes. There are enough Tarshishes that we could be confused to which Tarshish. But if he went to go to the Sea of Tarshish, that means he was going all the way to, the, to get past the Pillars of Hercules, also called the Straits of Gibraltar. And over there he would be away from the danger area of the Mideast. So we don't know where the Tarshish is, but he went there. But he was going He was running away from the orders of Hashem. Oh. So how do you run away? First of all, He came down from the Shevet Zebulun where Gas Hefer in the north and he went southward to the city of Yapo. Now Yapo was a very ancient port. Here we have it mentioned over here. Why was it called Yapo? I don't know. Maybe it was one called Kofo. I don't know. But anyway, he went to where the ships are by Yimso on and he went asking around to find out uh, which uh, boats are leaving soon. That's what he was asking. He was looking for a ship. What was he looking for a ship? And where are you going, sir? Oh, you're going to Greece? I'm not going to Greece. He went checking around where the boats are going. And finally, when he found a, go a boat, that was going to traverse the whole Mediterranean, get all the way to the to the Strait of Gibraltar, I guess, by Yimso on the and he was able to locate and go board Tarshisha. His goal was to go all the way to Tarshish. Okay, so we're when you just want to get out of somewhere, you don't care where you're going. 
and he didn't care where he was going, just so long that he's away from Eretz Yisrael, because the Nebuah is given to him in Eretz Yisrael. So by getting away from Eretz Yisrael, so he'll be safe from further correction of the Nebuah. So the first thing he did was by and he paid the value of the whole boat. Oh, well, the word Sokoko has a mapikane, and he gave its value, its cost. Simply, you have some unfortunately say that he paid the fare. Before they would let him out the boat, he had to pay in advance. Mm-hmm. After all, we don't know those days it was very, very dangerous to go. So you pay before, not after the trip. So by he takes the call, but the mentor says even further. He bought the ship. He paid the whole crew everything, all of their wages and everything. And so he was technically the master of the ship. By he takes the call and he gave all the value of the boat. And now he's the boss of the boat, by and he picked up the nicest compartment for himself, naturally, he was the owner, Lobo Imohem Now he says, this boat was already scheduled to go to Tarshish, and he was not dismayed by the fact that the distance this boat was intending to travel, it was going to take him all the way over there. In a way, this was a suicide mission that Jonah himself was now going to a point where he doesn't mind that he's going to be. Farewell, cruel world. He's going, he's considering the fact that he may lose his life. That's okay. But he takes horror. Also, there's a very nice medrash on this two words, he paid for the ship. There's a message that says that the Nebuah that was given unto any of the Nebuah that are mentioned by us in the Sifra Kodesh of Melochim or something like that, they had to be, among other things, an Oshir. And one of the prerequisites of being one of the prescribed Nebuah for a generation was to be independently wealthy. And among other things, they used the Raya from these two words in the Postman. So how much is this ship cost? Okay, just a minute, I'll sign a check. And and immediately he paid for the whole ship by and he went down into the ship in other words, he didn't stay on deck. He went immediately below. He went to his cabin. He made sure that was a nice cabin. Lavoi Mohem Tashisha. Oh, their goal was Shashish. We're leaving in the morning or leaving in the evening. And he went down. He doesn't care when they leave. He's on the boat. He already paid for his passage. He actually owns the boat. Right? Mirifnei Hashem. His purpose was not to get to Tarshish. 
his purpose was to get away. Oh, you don't run away from God. Oh, Pasek Dalit says you don't get away from God. Because Hashem Heitil Ruach Gedol Alayyam. So here comes the hurricane. I don't know what Ruach Gedola means. I say hurricane. Maybe it was some different kind of thing. But it was the strangest hurricane that was ever seen because it was only one area. Well, it was going to, from Yapo. It was going north or south or anywhere. You could see that it's only where this ship was sailing that the winds and the waves were flying. All the other areas were quiescent, be calm, right? Day after day without motion, as idle as a painted ship upon a painted ocean. Oh, wrong pole, sorry. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> Anyways, so this ship was going now, wherever it goes, he don't care, you go to Tarshish, he doesn't even ask which Tarshish. Why? He goes down, he's up all night looking for a boat that's going to take him. And now, right, Hashem itil ruach gadola alayom, right? By he saw gadol bayom, repeating the same thing. It's called once ruach gadola, but that's ineffective. So that because the first wind that came up was such a localized one, right? But it was ineffective. So therefore, the next posik extends it a little further. It was a sar godal. The wind itself, the storm was very great. Oh, so you have the feminine ruach first, and the feminine Ruach Gedolah Alayom was not sufficient enough to get the message across. So then there was a Sar Gadol in the masculine. Ah, it doesn't say Saora, it says Sar Gadol. And you could have had a Saora Gedolah, but instead it's Sar Gadol in the masculine, much stronger. And on your and this boat, Cheshbor was decided on the Hishaver. It seemed almost impossible for it to continue sailing, and everybody on the boat was saying they're making sure they have the last will and testament already written on, because the boat was decided to be a lost cause. Oh? And they got scared. Oh, the Malachim means the sailors, Bosakay. They got very, very frightened. What frightened them so much? Because when they looked around, they saw that the storm, the, the very great waves that were coming were all local. As they looked across the Mediterranean, they saw other ships 
sailing quietly and there's no danger whatsoever to the other ships. So this boat alone was considered lost. Ooh. So they really got scared. That's the meaning of our Yeruah Malochim. But you can take a look at the word Malochim. It comes from the word salt. Mm-hmm. A Maloch is somebody that goes into the salt sea. Not he goes in a uh, in the lake or something. But this is ocean going ships. Mm-hmm. Interesting that you learn the use of the words that means the sailors. So by So everyone began to pray. Up to this they weren't praying. They were accepting the dangerous work that they were doing going down on the unknown shores wherever they were going and here all of a sudden they got very very scared and so they they began to throw over cargo Mm -hmm. since they were also translating transporting cargo which we didn't know until now so we know that they took anything that was Mm -hmm. movable and they dumped it into the water and that floated away not to be cast into the storm. They say, what is this? I threw that big barrel of, of schnapps into the water <laughs> and air, it, it, it stopped, it moved away from the storm area and now it's floating on top. What's going on over here? By your tilu and they dumped the hot tilus to move something physical. And they moved everything movable that were in their ship. Maybe the ship will be able to float on top where it doesn't have to go beyond the water line into the water. We'll be safer if we just float on top. And at the same time, in the same posit, while upstairs on the ship, on board the ship, the sailors are running around like crazy. What could they throw into the water? And where is Yonah? He's taking a nap. The Yonah, Yonah, he owned the ship by Yitain Sakhara. He paid the whole value of the ship. He was a Navi. And the Nebuah doesn't appear on a Navi in Eretz Yisrael unless he is an Oshir and a, and a this and a that. But the first thing is Oshir, right? Mm-hmm. He got to have the wherewithal to look other people in the eye and tell Paro Malach Mitzvah to go somewhere where we're sending him. <laughs> so Yona Yogat into the Yarkusayas Pina. Now the inside of the ship is the first time that the part of the ship below decks is called Yerach, the side of the ship. He went below decks. Why is the below decks called Yarkusayas Pina? I do not know. But it's very obvious from the context. Because it says Yorah, 
and Yaakasei Aspino. From the time that he got onto the boat, and the boat is gone to Tarshish, he didn't stand on the deck and wave goodbye to people in Yapo. No way. He went right down to go take a nap by Yishkar, and he went to sleep by Yerodam. The second time we use that word. Oh. Can you hear better now? With the microphone? Yes? Okay. Yes. By Yerodam, and he fell asleep. By Apel Hashem, came Arodam by Yishon. Ah. Vayerodam means that he lost his consciousness. That redem is a quietness, right? And he says, went down over there, over the moor, and he fell asleep and he didn't move. Look at the thing, what we said before. He says, right, he wanted to go to Nineveh, right? Ah. Why did he want to run away? Rashi says, Ma right? Why did Yonah make up his mind? I'm not going to go to Nineveh. Omar, he says, Ho'akom kovei tishuvaheim. These avoidis kachobam umazolois are very close to doing teshuva. They're beginning to think about maybe their behavior should be improved. Im omai lohem v'yasa teshuva, Rashi brings from the Medrash. If I will speak to the people of Nineveh and they'll go all the way with doing teshuva, nimtseisi mechaives yisroya. So I'm doing a, a very bad thing because oh, my dear. brothers in Zavulun and other places in Elsiesrov are not doing Teshuva. And so comparative to the Oyved Kachavim Umazolos of Nineveh, they're even worse. So that's why he says, oh, because Yisrael Enam Shomem Edivyanavim. They're going to listen to me and start behaving. Oh, I can't do that to my fellow Jews. So that's why he went and he paid for the whole boat, even though it wasn't leaving immediately, right? And Rashi says, not only did he pay in advance, but he paid all the unsold passages. He paid for everybody, and he actually owned ship. He gave Sahar Kulah, he says. Oh. So what happened is, when the wind came, and the waves began to wash over the ship, and Yonah was sleeping. He had fallen asleep. Redem, Reish, Talib, Mem is a quietness of complete sleep. 
Yeah, difficulty in awakening somebody. Mm -hmm. But it's the same word that when the Bodhisattva was ready to operate on other Mauricio, it says, <laughs> the Bodhisattva, he built Tardemo. The word Tardemo, the root is Reish Dalad Mem, Redem, complete insensibility, right? That other Mauricio didn't know that he was having anesthetic for the operation. Otherwise, he would have objected by Kachachod Mitzalosov, by Yiskor Bosor Tachteno. You're going to make a female out of one of my ribs? He would have objected. <laughs> Who knows? By Yishkav, Yoro went to sleep, by Yehodam, and he was insensitive. He wasn't even dreaming in his sleep. Oh, so then that's where the captain caught him. Now notice the name of the captain. The name of the captain was Mr. Rav Chovel, the chief sailor. That's the way you treat your, your shipmates. Hmm. You're one of them. They're all, each one was a Chovel, and this one was the Rav Chovel. Mm -hmm. He was the boss. He hired all of his underlings. Oh, so now when the, he goes along the ship and he finds out this, that rich guy that bought a half of the ship here, he's sleeping in the middle of this storm. The boat is being tossed up and down and around. And he's sleeping. So he goes, I gotta see this. So he goes down the captain and he says, He really is sleeping. Okay, stupid, get up now, come on. <laughs> oh, he says, Come, I don't know who your God is. I know everyone on this ship, every sailor, whatever God he worships, he's praying to him right now and saying, Please get me out of this. Get me out of here, right? And so the captain says to 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 Yonah, Malachar That's a very famous quotation. I had many times. I heard a Rebbe in the yeshiva call out to some kid that wasn't paying attention. Malachar What schloss do? What are you coming late to school? What are you doing? What a phrase it is. Malachar and one Rebbe said it in Yiddish, uh, what was his name, Solomon? He says, Vos Shlovstu. He said, called out in class. Malachon Yadom. The kid wasn't paying attention. Come call Elohecha. Quick, call to your God. Maybe that's the one that's making this storm in the sea. Ulai Yisa Chase. Now the word Yisashes is a rare word. Rashi makes sure that you know what it is, right? It says over there, right? It's the same word that you have in the Davani. Every day you say it, right? When somebody is... Uh, 
they had met up with the Malacha, or whatever you call them, and he lost all consciousness. So in the, in the Hallelujahs, when you start saying, it says, by Yom Ha'hu, at that time, his mind stops working. But all the time, even when he was sleeping, he had dreams and his brain was working. But when he dies, then his, the brain stops working. And this also is his thoughts. So the phrase, Kum Cho call to whichever God you have, Ulayis Hashes, maybe he will consider it, he'll think about it, it'll come in the forefront of his thoughts, below no vein, and we won't be destroyed. Oh. At that point, they had no choice to do. They said, okay, it's all up, we're finished. And so one says to the other, you know what? We have to make a lottery. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a very interesting thing. These people believe that if you make a goro, the goro will be true. If the just draws, the one that draws the little one or the big one, whichever they decide, it's going to be, it's going to come out that way. Mm-hmm. They really believed in the fact that they could settle things by a, by a lottery. Oh, so they said, okay, we have to make a lottery. So they made a lottery number one with the, with dice. Then they made another lottery with straws. Then they made a lottery with pieces of whatever it is, right? They made a couple of lotteries. Every single lottery that they made, every time, oh, this is something fishy around over here. Every time it points to him, oh, so they say to him, there's no question in our mind now that it's all your fault. We see the ships all around in the Mediterranean. They're sailing peacefully and no problem. And only over this area where our ship is, is this great storm and the big waves and everything. And now we know that it's your fault because every lottery points to you. So therefore, they said, Hagida no lono They don't make any trial. They don't say anything. They simply that every lottery they made pointed to the guilty person being Yona. So they said, you who causes us all this problem, tell us, what the heck are you doing on the ship? Why did you come on this ship? What's causing this? Tell us. Ma'amalachtacho. Me'ayin tovo. Mo'atsecho. Be'emi ze'omot. They want to know all this autobiography. Why? So many things that are happening because of you, that our ship is in danger, and all the other ships that we see from here are sailing peacefully. Oh. Tell us, who are you? What brings you here? Why did you come here? And he said to them, 
I'm not a common person. I'm a Jew boy. Every year no. And Hashem Question number two. Who are you? Who is your God? My God. Hashem he created the sea and the dry land. He's the master of it. If he wants to make the dry land into sea, or the sea into dry land, he does it. Ooh. And everybody began to tremble. Right? Ah, no. Why did everybody get scared? You have to go to the end of the next passage to find out. Right? He told them. Ah, so that's what you have to know. So you tell them at the end of it. By Yehu and they fear. Now you have two yuds. If you have only one yud, it would mean they saw. Right? It comes from the word of old. And the yud is a third person. But when you have two yuds, by Yehu, that means from Yud Reishama, they were greatly frightened. Oh, and to tell you that, Yehu Gedoyloh, no mistakes of what that fright is coming from. Oh, by Yomu and they said to him, Mazoso Siso, what did you do? You're running away from God. What are you, crazy? Even us, hey, we all have our own gods, but no one here on this boat, of all the 40 sailors over here, which one would run away from his God? None of them, right? But Yodu Anoshim, me lifnei Hashem hu He told them, I'm on this boat, because I don't want to go where God sent me. God sent me, I should go to Nineveh, and I don't want to go. So, I took a ship, going to the other direction. Nineveh would have been southeast, and I decided to go northwest. So now, you see, Kimi Hashem Uboreach, Ki He told him, he wasn't embarrassed. He said, I know, it's because of God. I know, why? He says, right? Every Anochi, I know that Bishali Hasara I know that it's my fault that all this love and so the sailor said to him, So what can we do? Masad Masa can we tie you up? The Yishtokayomayolenu and maybe the sea will stop roaring because we'll have you in prison in ropes with that quiet, the, the god of the sea. But while they were suggesting to Yonah that they would imprison him, yeah, so it got more and more stormy. Oh, I says we got plenty. <laughs> But it's not going to help at all. By Yomar Alehem, so Yonah said, Okay, the jig's up. 
I gotta confess. So uni bati luni elayom. What you have to do is pick me up and toss me overboard. And then yish token be quiet. Sheket. Ah, the yish token. The stok to be quiet. The yish token And then the sea will stop storming against you because I know your day are only Bisheli all of this storm that you see all the other boats are peacefully going on the sea and only this boat is getting in that's my fault so you pick me up toss me overboard and farewell, cruel world. Right? So they decided, let's try using the oars. We're going to move this boat out of this weather-beaten section of the Mediterranean Sea. Let's get this boat going. By Yachteru. And they tried. Lachtor is the dig. In this case, they didn't dig the water. But they tried with the oars into the water. So therefore they used the same root of the verb. Like by Yachtrako and they tried. They dug. They attempted. To get back to the shore. But they couldn't do it. Lo yocholo. Kiyom so where the more they tried, the worse it got. Oh oh, we better stop trying. And so they all flopped down on their knees. They all turned to their gods. Vayikru el yudke vovke, and they all started to pray to Yonah's God, yudke vovke. All of a sudden, all those avoided Zolaniks became converted. They saw that whatever they do has absolutely no effect. And so they called out and they said, Please, God, honor Hashem. I'll know no Let us not go lost. Why? I didn't do nothing. Because of him, we should all have to die. The boat should sink and we'll be finished. We should not have our innocent blood spilled. We should have to die and drown. Right? When they said this, the sailors, it's up to you, God, whatever you want to do, you do it. We don't want to do it. We're taking his advice. They're apologizing before they toss him into the water. They don't tie him up. They don't give him a bathing suit. They take him as is. 
with all his Hasidic kapato, whatever he had. Oh, by Yisu es Yona, by Yati Luhu. Lahatil means to toss. T O S S. They tossed in El Hayom. And immediately, Yona hits the water, the waters are become. Vayamod Hayom Mizapo. And immediately, they saw that he did the right thing. They dumped him overboard, which is what God wanted from them to do. And as Yonah went overboard, so the sea quieted. <laughs> now they really got scared. Now those sailors never forgot that. At that moment of conversion, at that moment of instant recognition, by Yiru, that's the word that we had before with two years, and they feared Yiru Gedolo as Hashem. At that moment, they were converted. From that moment on, every one of those sailors became from. If they would have had Talos and Philan, they would have put it on. At that moment, by Yiru Anoshim Yiru Gedolo, by Yisbuchu Zevach, not immediately. It tells you they were going to give sacrifices. Where were they going to do that? They would have to do it somewhere else. By Yachtaru Noshim, Rashi says, by Yidhu Nidoram. One word in the Rashi. It's so easy to read. They promised. What did they promise? One word in Rashi. Sheyizkayahu. That's it. I don't want any more of this Saturn or who knows what, Mars, whatever they were worshipping. I have to work only right? when I get off this boat, the first thing I'm going to do is to make a sacrifice and to pay. Oh. So what happens is we'll have to find afterwards. By Yidron and Durham, and they promised to make rewards to God. Okay, that's the end of the first period of Yona. To be continued next week, we get Peric Bay. What? That just not the beginning of the next period. By a man, and he ordered a call. Ooh. The same phrase is used by Esther. When Esther was having seven uh, arrows, they had everything that she wanted. Whatever she wanted, they would give it to her. They base her mouth. Oh. And this says, and God ordered. A dog got all the lowest, you know. And that's the beginning 
of the next pair. This fish was ordered what to do. But that's a dog or doll. Yeah, look at that in a rush. Famous rush. Zohar Royal. This was a male. Dog or doll. For your own mate forever. And Yonah was able to stand within this well with enough room for no Nosan laying in his well. And he wasn't uncomfortable in the roomy area of the fish or whatever the dog was, right? So the British Lilam said to the fish, spit him out, right? Get him into your mouth, oh, and the next, the next fish that swallowed him was in a cable. So there was less room because there were other little fishes that were inside there too. Now it wasn't as roomy for Yona as it was before. But that's part of Terry's base that mm. has to come next week. Have a good job, Terry. Have a good, good job, Terry, everybody. Thank you. Good job, 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 Good uh-huh. So only females, only female fish. <laughs> no, you have to remember, at the end of Perik Gimel, it says that the, the dog vomited out Yonah onto the dry land. Why did the fish have to go all the way to the shore to deposit Yonah over there? Because Yonah didn't know how to swim. Uh-huh. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, do you have a bath mikra for Yona? What? The bath mikra. The most of the rap cook. Yeah. Yeah. And Yona has a fantastically crazy story about a man near the Falkland Islands. About what? About what? He was swallowed by a whale and he survived. I can't hear you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The telephone is talking. Now tell me. The Zas Mikra, the most of the last cook, has a story that was printed up in the Princeton Theological Review in 1927. A man was swallowed by a whale and he survived. That's right. Not only that, but his skin peeled off afterwards from the gastric juices of the fish. I translated it into English. I gave it to my students. Very strange. Why don't you put it on the WhatsApp for us? 
Oh, she can't or she won't. I'd like to see it. The man survived. It ain't necessarily so. You're on. In Paracolive, it says that all the sailors on the boat, prosecute, were very frightened. And they said to Yonah, what did you do running away from God? What are you, crazy? In other words, what actually what he said to the people of the boat, to the sailors, is not recorded at all. It says he told them that he me Hashem But you have to figure out in your own brains what could he have possibly have said. Oh, well, uh, I don't want to go say a bad thing on Flowery soil. They didn't do Teshuvah. And here is the baddy people of Ninveh or wherever it is are doing Teshuvah. So it doesn't tell you that detail. It just says, Ki Hashem hu so it's really told in short that there was an exchange of words between the sailors and the, uh, or let's say the captain of the sailors and uh, and Yona. Yona was not embarrassed that he's committing suicide. He paid for the ship. He gave all the money that he had. As a matter of fact. There's a medrash and how much he paid for the boat. He had to buy all the seats that were what ready to leave yet. So he says, I'll pay for all the seats. So oh, he got a rich American over here or something. So he says, <clears throat> so he, he, he went down and he went to fall asleep. He said, what's him? Go ask the Michigan guy over there what's going on over here. So they woke him up from his sleep and they took him upstairs and they started to ask him, what's going on over here? So he told them, well, uh, I got, I'm a, I'm a Jewish prophet. I got orders from the boss upstairs to go do this and I don't want to do it because then I'm not going to be a prosecutor uh, against my own people that they didn't do the Shuba. So he said, no, that's not good, anything. So I know what we'll do. Yeah. He says, well, put me into the, throw me into the water, you'll see. So he didn't throw him into the water. Medrash says, they dipped his feet into the water. <laughs> oh, it got very quiet. So they took him out. Ah, back in the wind and the rain again. Oh. That's such a clear sign, you know. If you push go, you get it. You don't push go, you don't get it. So they said to them, "What's going on over there?" So in it just says, "He gidlohem." He told them. He told them how it happens, all that happens, and why it's all coming down against him. Right? He says, "So what can we do to stop this cycle?" that when we put your feet into the water, it, it gets quiet. And when you take it out, back onto the boat, it storms again. What can we do to break the cycle? Says, to break the cycle, you got to throw me overboard. Farewell, cruel world, that's it. 
So they said, just remember, they said, they prayed, they said, oh Jewish God, you see, we don't want to do it. But we'll open that waters, so we're going to do it. So they took him, and they threw him into the water. And then they saw, there was no storm, there was no nothing. And all the other boats that they saw were traveling freely on their paths. They saw normal commercial activities all around them that was blocked by the rain and the wind that was only on their boat. So now they saw that. They said, oh, now we know that what he said is true, that he's being picked on and being punished privately by the Jewish God. So therefore, he says, they throw him because and I know it's my fault, so I don't have anything against you guys if you throw me into the water. Do it. So after experimenting with his toes once or twice, they decided to have no choice. And they, by Pusikudalad, at the end of Peridalad, says they immediately prayed to God. They didn't know what's going on, but they turned to the Jewish God because he said, Oh, this is a Jewish prophet and all of that thing, the stories that we hear, we better follow through. So they took him and they dipped him into the water with his toes and it really works. So he says, see, I told you. So they dumped him into the water. And once he went completely in the water, all of a sudden he had a very clear view of all the surroundings. Everything was normal. No storm, no rain, no nothing. But something happened. He disappeared. Where is the man they threw overboard? They don't know. But the Tanakh knows a big fish was sent to swallow him. But he had enough room over there. He had a cushion. He was he was a miracle within his visibility. He saw that he had enough room to relax and everything. And he says, well, let's see what happens now. I see that it's a miracle that I'm surviving from this terrible thing that they threw me overboard and now I'm swallowed by who knows what it is. A big fish. Oh, a big fish? Apostle Gallup says it's a dog or dog, right? And then a very, very same Apostle. After it says, by Amanashem dog or dog, of course, Yonah, it says Yonah was Bimeha dog, right? And the intestines three days and three nights and the next possible says he prayed to God from the insides of the dogo. Wait a minute. It was a man fish that swallowed him. And now he's praying to God from the female fish? Yeah. yeah since he was very comfortable with the very, very roomy Liviosum uh, or whatever kind of a fish it was created special for him, he was very comfortable. So a bunch of them had to be deposited among all the babies that were growing 
inside the female. Ah, now already it wasn't so comfortable for him. So he began to be misfouled because of his discomfort, which is very interesting to note. He, this man, is willing to give up his life and a cloudy soil to be a good navi for the army soil and not to say bad things for them. And he's willing to go that far. And at that point, he doesn't want to have any discomfort. It's uh, nice, he's roomy. The Bersham orders the fish to dump him over to a female that has a lot of developing little babies. And now he's got to go compete for a living space with all the little babies and three days and three nights. So now he's crying out. The Bernstein is very uncomfortable here. It's bad enough that I wanted to die and I wanted to put an end to myself. But now to give me instead a discomfort, that's already not fair. So it says, It says, in the masculine thing, it was three days and three nights, right? So that was the big fish that swallowed him first. And then in the very next post-post phase or parrot phase, he says, you know, I'm a big trouble now. But now it's a different thing there. Now it says he was the mayhap dog or before it says he was in a dog. And now he's Miss Bala from a Mayhadova. What happened? Did he lose his directions? All of a sudden, the dog that swallowed him became a female dog. Still. Oh, the Medrash says that the, the fish got orders, you know, something. Spit him out. Let him go to a, to a very, very unfriendly circumstance. So, by his father, Yonel Hashem, me may Oh, there's no room in the belly of the female. All her little babies are all around. So, I cried out to Hashem, Hashem, help me. This is not good. Now I'm in a bad place. Now, in other words, the personal discomfort of the Navi caused him to cry out, okay, enough, enough, enough. I realize that I shouldn't have done all the things that I did to try to run away, to go to Yafo and to buy a ship and whatever, all, all those things that he did. So now he says, right, now that he gave me now to be in the, in the situation of a female that's always has her own uh, descendants all around him. I don't have any uh, room for myself. But now I am in a deep place. I don't even know where it is. The fish that's kicking me around, maybe he knows where he's gone. Or maybe she knows where she's gone. Right? And all the waves and everything the sea that was so unfriendly when they tossed me overboard, now I'm resting inside 
the, the belly of the fish, whatever it was, male or female, and uh, uh, the outside of me is all of the troubled waters into which I was tossed. Ah, so I see that I am not going to die here in this place. Ah, I thought, okay, right? I thought that now that I'm being tossed overboard for having done such a stupid thing as trying to run away from the anger of God, so I thought so. But now I see that I'm given another chance. I'm surviving this terrible thing that being swallowed by a gigantic, uh, whatever it is, Leviathan or whatever. It doesn't say what it is. The Pusik says, It's only some very giant thing that was probably, other fortune says, it was created specifically for the job of swallowing Yona. That's why it was created. Oh, and I see that I am intended to survive. That's why I didn't die. Achosif lahabit Even though I am now surrounded by deadly waters for everybody else, they are deep and deadly to home, right? When Pari went down into the home, he never got out of it. Oh, and Suf covers the Osi. All of the, all of the growth that, of the underbrush that the people on the shore can see all of the growth on the edges of the Yamsuf, right? So they see that it's a dangerous place to be. And now I'm below all of that. I see into the waters. Not only that, wherever this fish takes me, I can see the whole underground. I can see worlds that we never saw before. I go down, way down deep in my submarine, and I look out of the window of the fish's eyes, and I see different things. The Yonah, according to the Medrash, he looked out from the fish's eye and he saw where the fish was going to and he saw this and that. The kids say, I went to the basic foundations of the mountains. Or as I saw the foundations of the earth, its foundations, that's where I'm going to be forever and ever and ever. Is this a temporary thing or it's a permanent thing? Oh, I'm still alive. Oh, oh, I'm still alive. I'm surviving, being thrown into the waters and going down three days and three nights. Oh, when I thought that I'm finished. When I said farewell, cruel world, when I thought my soul was being destroyed, now 
whereas I tried to change God's will to destroy me and I see that I can't do that if God's will is I should survive I'm going to survive oh when all the powers of my life were within me as Hashem's authority I turn to be followed to Hashem this is no way to end my life and from my submarine area where I'm going and seeing the whole world in front of me right my prayer goes out from the fish that I'm a prisoner of and it goes to God ah ah I'm going to be surviving this offering. And all of those who worship avoid the Zohar, avoid the Zohar, all of the sailors that saw me being thrown into the waters and they saw that I'm going to survive, they don't even know that I'm going to survive. But they will see my survival. They will know that I survived. Oh, so they will stop observing their idols that they used to worship. Mishamrim Havalei Shav, those who were faithful adherents to the, all the idols that they worshipped to, Chastam Yazovu, they thought they would get good things from their deities and now they're going to desert it. They know that from the Avodizorah they've got nothing, nothing at all. Ah, but me, the Dodo has Bechalov. I am very thankful that you gave me the ability to survive under these circumstances and I have to fulfill what you sent me to do. I have to go and warn the people of Nineveh that unless they do Teshuvah, they will be destroyed. And if that reflects negatively on Am Israel, so be it. I have to do what I was sent for. Asher Nodarti, Asher Yeshua Sol Hashem. And then, in the last Pesach of Perik Beis, so God said to the fish, Oh, now it's a masculine fish again. But the masculine fish threw him out and he went to a feminine fish. So the Bansham says, I could put you back in the mail, everything. Let him give you. He swallowed you, let him spit you out. So he spit Yonah on the Yabosha. Where was this Yabosha? Maybe it was in North America. <laughs> Maybe it was in the Arctic. Maybe it was at the South American Diego de Suego with the, fly, the fires and the southern uh, continent. Who knows where that was? Could have been anywhere on this earth. 
But wherever the burdensome said to the fish, out with Jonah, by your chaos, Jonah, he made sure that the fish did not spit out Jonah into the water, but he got into the dry land. You're over this period of time that you were subject to the great waters. And then we start immediately a new parsha. You have the next to the last word at the end of Jonah's tefillah to Hashem that he's going to be a good boy. He's going to follow all the directions. So there's this stuma over there. It's, and my Tanakh has a summer at the end of Pasuk Yud and the beginning of Pasuk Yud Aleph. Now that stuma means there's a, you start a new paragraph. There's a difference now in the circumstances. There's a scene shifted. Now it's between God and the big fish. And God said to the big fish, Okay, fishy, out with him. By your okay, as you know, no monkey business. Don't drop him off in the water, but give him in a nice place of the Yabosha. And that's where you have a parsha. And that's where the end of it. So the one person, by your dog, is a parsha all by itself in the written script of the Mapsuyon. So what we had was he was in a male fish, the male fish spit him out, he went into a female fish, the female fish spit him out, went back to a male fish, and then the male fish spit him out on the Okay. I have to get that straight. Good. Yeah. So what is the first thing that he has to get? He has to get a new set of directions. Where am I? He said, you know, where am I? As the first thing you wake up from a, a nightmare. Where am I? By he Lamar. I stop over here with the word Shainus because we had the first time when the Bansham tells Yonah that Kum the big city and say uh, the following the prophecy. So this is his mom, Shainus, and Shainus is the second one. Now, the Medrash says there's only two people that it says Shainus, that God spoke to them the second time. Mm-hmm. One of them was Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu and Haram Maria, the Bansham spoke to Avram Shainus, Oh, don't even make a little neck on him. Nothing. Don't touch him. Right? Hey, he's free. Whatever. So it says, Shainus. As a matter of fact, there's an old joke among the Hasidic well, that uh, uh, that somebody said, "What's your what's your yichus that you have?" He says, "Avram Shainus is an anical." But he says, oh, "Who else does it say Shainus to?" It says one time by Yoyna, and one time it says by Avram. That was the second time that repeated it. So in other words, Abraham says to Yoyna, I'm giving you another chance. Mm-hmm. Ah. No change. No change. 
is the same thing. And he tells him, Come lechel ninebe yoyicha kedoyla, and koi leho, what I tell you. No, over here now, the Rabbanisham did not tell Yona what to say yet. When you get there, I'll tell you what to say. In the meantime, just take one step at a time, <laughs> baby steps, first one thing another. When you get there, I'll tell you what you want. Oh, so he went and invaded Bar Hashem. How long did it take him? Where was he starting from? We do not know. Somewhere, there was a coastline somewhere where this submarine that was taking him around deposited him al Shore on the dry land that Yonah didn't even get his feet wet. That's quite a trick. <laughs> oh, Avayokeus Yonah Avayaboshor. The last Posican Bay says that the fish followed instructions. It went all the way to the edge of the ocean area and it dumped him over onto the dry land. That fish was in great danger and too close to the dry land. But anyways, the fish listened to the boss and dumped him over onto the dry land, which to the fish was a very dangerous area. Oh, and now the Bajam says, Okay, Yona, now remember the original instructions. You have to go to Nineveh, or you have the dollar, and you'll say what I tell you. I don't have to tell you now. When I tell you, you'll say it. Ah, if I tell you not, you'll try to run away to Tarshish again. No way. I'll tell you when you get there. When you get there, to have a vision. So it says, Posik Gimel, Vayokom Yono Vayelech El Nimbeh. Gidvar Hashem. What am I doing at Nimbeh? I would have gone back to Tashish. I would have gone back to Yafo. I would have gone back to Eretz world. But now you're sending me to a, a, a den of vice, of all kinds of avoidance that people do uh, illegal stuff. I'm going to go all the way to Ninbei. Oh, Ninbei was a very large city described in Posikimel. Right? He went to Ninbei. He didn't know what Ninbei was. Maybe he heard about it. Maybe he read about it in the morning newspapers. But Ninbei was a metropolis. It didn't have any cross-county buses. It didn't have any railroads. And it even was difficult to find a taxi. So Yona had to walk. And it says clearly, Mahalach Shloshit Yomim. To go from one place to the other, you had to go a la pied. You use your fiselach to walk over there. You can't take the bus. We have no public transportation in the metropolis of Ninveh. So, Yonah started walking. It says three days. So he started to walk. And he began to come to the city. But he went one day already. He says, boy, I'm tired. 
Well, maybe if I will announce to the people here, so we we'll get it to the local newspapers, and the people on the other side of Monday will also hear about it, and I'll get, I'll do my shlichus, uh, what I'm supposed to do, and I get over with a difficult time. Ha 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 ha. So, Vayochal really means he started to. But there's another thing in the word Vayochal. Vayochal means he started. And Vayochal would also mean he got sick. What do you mean he got sick? I had to walk all the way through this metropolis. Oh, it's a gracious place over here. They got our voices all you know how many people here have illegal gains in their bank accounts and all the hidden hmm, uh, sources of income that some of these people have? Some of them were very good politicians. People didn't know what they had. He knew what he had. So when the people of Nineveh began to take the orders from the king who was not only a king, but he was an absolute dictator. He was a monarch. He gave orders. You did what he said if you want to survive. Oh, so when the Melech of Ninveh gave an order, everybody followed it. And the first thing he said is, if you have anything that is ill-gotten, well, you have to get rid of it. Give it away to the poor. Throw it into the water surrounding Ninveh. Do whatever you want. You will not make any use of the ill-gotten gains that you have. All the money that you saved up all your life, stealing from one and stealing from others, and you saved up so much money, it's all worthless, right? The king ordered you to unload, and you will unload on the pain of whatever that the king could give out. And the king gave them a horrible order. He said, in order to prove your willingness to live a good life, you have to get rid of every remnant of the bad life. Big bank accounts, money that you saved up, stuff that you hid uh, under a rock somewhere. On load. You can't get it. King's orders. So as soon as Vayochel Yona Lavovoyer, literally it means as he began his walk, or it could mean and he got sick and tired as soon as he saw to say, you mean I gotta walk all the way over there? Oh, ah, that really made his heart skip a beat. Vayocha yona lavoba ir mahalach yomachot. Yona didn't get tired, he didn't get sick Vayocha until he finished walking his first day. The first day was a big trial. And then, at the end of the day, he goes this Michigan that just now appeared in their city. He says, 
In 40 days, no Ninve. In 40 days. That's a terrible thing that have to do to the Prophet. Everybody in Ninve. Hundreds of thousands of human beings, all of them are now told that they can't eat and they can't drink for three days. They're going to suffer the pangs of hunger, a loss of all their wealth. They're going to now be given to like animal-like conditions. They cannot even find food and eat or to drink. And all of this under the orders of the king who had the power of life and death over them. So the king of Nineveh actually was doing what the Navi wanted him to do, to show his absolute mastery over all the life sources in the city of Nineveh. And what did Jonah say? In 40 days, the city's going to be like Sodom and Amorah. A lost civilization. Finished off. But what happened was a big surprise. Vayaminu And the people of Ninveh believed the prophet. They believed Yonah, the fishy story that he told. Did he tell them that he was deposited on the shores of Ninveh by a big fish? Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. We don't think it's important to the story what he told the people of Ninveh, what transportation he used to get there. Very possibly he did, because the people believed him. Yeah, they looked at him, they didn't say, which is exactly the first time when Yehubaninshi was a general in the army of Ahab, as a half of descendant, and when he went and he uh, said, right, I, where are you going? He says, don't ask questions. You come with me, you survive. You don't come with me, I'll make you a big funeral. So, you know, the people saw that Yehu meant business, so they joined him. They said, either join me or uh, goodbye, Charlie. So therefore, the same thing with with Jonah. When Jonah goes and he says, he got 40 days to consider. Oh, thou boy, yom, the ninveh nepochas. It doesn't say nepechas. It says nepochas. He changed the segel into a commas. End of the statement. There are no repeals. There's no appeal court over here. That's it. He got 40 days. After 40 days, the guillotine starts chopping heads. Ooh. That's the saving grace of the people of Ninveh. They believed that the man that was speaking was really a Novi, and he spoke in the name of Akbadish Bohu. That's 
when the first time when the when the says what is this man saying? He says, Ah, oh, you know that one of these Michigan prophets he goes around spouting the the word of God, right? You know, I have all these people. Even today, if you go to Yerushalayim, you find some guy wearing sandals and he's wearing a skirt and he's got a banjo on his head and he goes around proclaiming, no, that uh, repent, repent. Who are you to say repent? I'm Michigana. <laughs> Everybody knows he's a Michigana. You see that he's a Michigana. So they ignore him. That's what they're supposed to do. And then so, you in this case, they didn't ignore Jonah. He smelled fishy. He looked fishy. Where is he coming from? I don't know. He says from the seashore. He has never, but he wasn't wet. What? What kind of story are you telling? Anyways, that this man was truly a prophet. Oh, that's why he didn't shave his beard. Ah, oh, that's why he's wearing those crazy clothes. Ah, oh, so they believed it. And so the king ordered a fast day. Everybody has to fast. By Yitro's Publicly, the people began to take these actions until the word came to the king. You know, the people in India are going crazy. They stopped eating. The groceries cannot sell food now. Nobody wants food. Everybody, the fast is spreading. Oh, by Yilbashu Sakim. And the people are beginning to wear sackcloth. They put sackclothes on two-year-old babies just learning how to walk and they get them a sackcloth right away. What are you doing? You crazy? No. We're doing Shishufa. So as the spirit spread and the people were going around already beginning to wear sackcloth and they stopped buying food. The people are going crazy. So he got up from his throne and he took off his royal cloak which was ermine and uh, red cloth which is a, a sign of his royal descent. So he took off his royal robes, ah, and he went and he sat down on ashes, ooh, and he gave his last royal order, and he called out and he made a royal decree, and he said, wherein I rule in the city of Nineveh, Wherever my police and my soldiers have control, the king's order is all human beings 
and all animals, even domestic animals that you're raising for food, bokor and so on. You're raising them for food. They'll go three days without food and you'll have less meat to eat. Ah, they should not taste, they should not go to the wells and drinking waters, they should not pasture on the grasses that grow wild, everybody should be hungry and thirsty, no exceptions. And everybody will change their clothing, no more fancy gowns. No more fancy pants. <laughs> no more uniforms. By And they should cover with sackcloths. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. this posik over here, posik has, is the mistake that many a religious Jew who spent a fortune buying after you know, <laughs> and then when he came to this passage, he read it twice. But it doesn't say that. It says, Be his castle. But he's so used to having the Vov Achibor to have a patach. And so, having promised to pay a fortune of money for Mapti Yona, when he gets to this passage, he reads the first letter incorrectly. He says Vayus Kasu. And as usual, there's somebody in the shul that's going to patch on the bench and say, Vayus Kasu. Always. <coughs> it's a regular change and a regular mistake. And the people should dress themselves into sackcloth. Not only the Adam who can do it to himself, but the poor Dumb animals that don't even know why you're putting on this 1,400-pound monster. They're dressing him up with a sackcloth. This animal thinks you're crazy. You know what the animal is thinking? My master has gone crazy. Why is he putting me on a sackcloth? Oh, and nobody gave the silent bonus ray anymore. Now everybody was davening out loud, so that they make the mistake in the Yivra and can be corrected. Imagine. The banks had a one-day business the first of the 40 days. Everybody was rushing in to change the money that they had already stolen to unload it and get some chips. I don't know what they changed it for. I don't know. Maybe for marbles. I have no idea what they changed it for. Maybe he just brought it to the bank and left it there. We have no idea. But anyways, right? 
and they all cried out to Elohim with all their powers everybody had ill-gotten gains in Nineveh there was nobody in Nineveh that had clean hands they're all a bunch of crooks they opened all the jails and all of the thieves went out running around saying hey, I, I stole money from you no no here is money here I took it from you I remember what? how did they remember all their sins? I don't know but everybody had an instant point of teshuva to unload their ill-gotten gains. Because who knows? Yashuvanicho. Okay, we'll have to stop over here. Nobody knows if the Yashuva is real or maybe fake. And this is the end of a 45-minute lesson on Peric Bayes and part of Gimel. And the safer, which is called Yona. What? I don't know where the marker is. Which mark? Yes, something to put in. Okay. Doesn't make any difference. Okay. We're up to Miyodea. Echot Miyodea. Forty days of Teshuvah. Okay. I told you the common mistakes. Now, if you got a tissue of yeah. money, oh, good. If you have a tissue of blow my nose. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. To be continued from a closer to Oshishara. One, one more lesson. Thank you. Thank you very much. Boy, you had a large representative Zahabas there. You notice Goldie's whiteboard. Goldie, I did your problem. Okay. What? I did your problem. On your whiteboard. <laughs> that was my last class. Get in five minutes. I don't know. Get rid of the fractions, huh? <laughs> Everybody smile. This is a got to have it in also. Goldie, you there? Yes, I'm here. Alrighty. I don't know why I bought it. I'm in the middle of work. Really better. Okay. That'll be good. Alright. Why do I do it again? Because I didn't know if I'd have a chin. Because I'm going to be teaching at this time slot from now on. So this is it's just a different to the schedule. Otherwise, I'm, I'm still in class. So this time, full time, save my kids breaks. I took five minutes off of the class ahead and five minutes off the class behind. I said, you guys need a breather. Bye. And they appreciated it. <laughs>
that. So it was very nice, but I think that uh, once the tomato schedule hits, there's no break over there. So oh, okay. very sad. But um, fine. Well, you Thank got you an later. order from the King of Ninveh. Right. Right. That was very helpful. <laughs> we stopped at a really good time, I think. Okay, and. Uh, well, we stopped by Mio Dea, an e easy way to remember, we're up to Mio Dea. Mio Dea. Everybody will remember Mio Dea, and Thursday next week, I'll give a little thought at 10 o'clock, I'll go Mio Dea, and I'll continue teaching, but there's no answer for me. Yeah, but Mio Dea, in your class... We had at the end of Peric Base of Yerino, the Pesach was, and God spoke to the fish. Whatever it was, we could call it a fish, maybe it was something else, but it swallowed Yonah, and Yonah spent a couple of days there, right? And then after he was uh, praying to God, and he sounded ready, like he's willing to do what he was sent for, so Vayomar Hashem la dog, and God influenced the fish by Yokeyes Yona and he regurgitated he coughed up Yona onto the dry land. Now we do not know where that dry land is. It could be any shore to which the great oceans of the world are connected. But wherever it was, Yona went and, uh, to the dry land. He was thrown up onto dry land. He came out from the dog, whatever that dog was. We can say a whale, we don't know. But anyways, and uh, he landed on a dry land. He didn't even get his feet wet. Ooh. Peric Gimel repeated a second time. For the second time. So, nothing wrong with doing this parrot the second time also. Yonah <laughs> Shainis the second time. The first time he told him, go to uh, Nineveh. And he didn't go. So he says, now he tells him, I told you, go to Nineveh. And the Koro and you will call out publicly in public square what I tell you to do. Exactly the words that I tell you. Do not deviate from the words that I give you to say. By Yokov Yona, by where did he come from? I don't know. He came where the, the, the dog deposited him on dry land, and then he had to take a pick ticket, he had to buy a railroad train, who knows how he got there. But the Pusik says, that's not important. The important thing is that he finally went to Nineveh. Oh, oh. And it was a big city. Nineveh Elohim. Now the expression Elohim simply means an expression. It just means very. That's the way we said very. And we say something that is uh, the truth 
to God. I mean to God. Very. The many times we find Kim that is very, very, very. As an expression of extreme magnitude. Him, Very, very big. And uh, Ma'od, right? Instead of Ma'od, it has the word Kim to give you an idea that you'll have a sudden feeling over here that, oh, this is uh, this is for real. And Mahalach Shloshis Yomim. From one end of the city of Nineveh to the other end of the city of Nineveh, it would take a normal human being, not a long-distance runner, but a normal human being, would take him three days to cover the distance from any one of the entrances to the city of Nineveh to the opposite end of the compass area that he was covering would take him three days of walking. Well, considering that normal walking man would walk about uh, 20, uh, uh, 20 days to walk a certain distance, right? So therefore, if it was such a distance of 60 days to go, he was going to cover that in 40 days. So he, we were going to, pretty quick. Vayochel, and he began. Oh, Vayochel would mean he waited. The word Vayochel also means he waited. Where it says by the flood, Vayochel Noach, for another seven days, and every time it says Vayochel, it says he waited. So we can say he waited to come to the air. That would give all the time that he needs so that his, his uh, Jonah's watch was already started. So he says, he began to walk in the city the first day's walking. And as he's walking the first day by Yekroh, by Yomar, he made announcement through his megaphone, Oh, 40 more days and Nineveh will be turned upside down. No, we don't know. Flipped over, and it's true. Exactly what he said. In 40 days, Nineveh wasn't the same Nineveh anymore. Oh, they got a reprieve, and all of a sudden, this guy emptied out his bank account and this one made sure that he didn't have to uh, kick that old lady out of the house or whatever it was that he was going to do. Oh, so when everybody, he was saying this, people saw this man that was dressed specially. He had the lavush that is described the way they described Elio Anovi when he says, can you describe the man that came and told you that? He says, oh, I know who it was. He was the Novi. Okay, so the people of Nineveh suddenly got religious. Why did they suddenly become religious? We really don't know exactly what it is, right? But anyways, he says, in 40 days, the city of Nineveh will be turned over. Nepach means turned over. You flip it over like a latke. You're drying it. I used to make uh, fried matzah. 
I used to flip a whole plate of fried matzo up in the air to turn it over and catch it right right. And I said, that's the way Ninveh turned over, flipped over, flip-flop. So anyways, as soon as they heard that I was doing, so right away by Yikru Tzom, they announced a public fast day. By Yilbashu past tense, and they dressed up with sackcloths, not, not, no more fancy clothes, no more stolen dresses, no more stolen pants. They wore sackcloths. The big ones and even the small ones. The big people, there wasn't, they were princes. They dressed their little children in rags so that everybody will see that, oh, we mean everybody has to change their bad behavior and be good. Oh. And so the Bayiga Hadover al Melech Ninveh and the reporters rushed over to get a report from the king's palace so they could get it to the latest headlines by Yoko Mikiso and he got up immediately. No more fancy uh, cushioned uh, upholstered throne and he took over his fancy cloak he took it off completely by a hasak and instead he wore a sackcloth that everybody could see that he is not the same person that was the official king and gave orders and he had some ashes brought into his palace and at the foot of his throne they spread the ashes for him to sit down so anybody that came into the king's county room they would see he's sitting on this uh, ashes and uh, that's what he was doing now we'll take as it he says another 40 days and Nineveh will be turned over and exactly that's what happened oh you take a look in the Rashi Rashi has a special imprint there it's in small print in my safer and it doesn't say in 40 days Ninveh will be destroyed he says says Rashi Kinepechas is going to be changed it's going to be flipped over so therefore you can look at it and interpret it your own way Stelishonos possibly good and bad right? then it's going to be destroyed and if, and anyways if they do chuvah, right, then the city people will be different the people that were baddies will become goodies right? so therefore we're talking about the people of Ninve mm-hmm. not that the city will be changed but all the people will be changed ah that's a very nice shot that Rashi brings here. So what did the king do, right? By can he called out. We're referring to the same uh, person of the previous Pesach. And he announced. By means he announced out loud. In Nineveh, mitam ha-melech royal order, Lamor. The dumb beasts, Booker and Tzom, that we raise them for food. From now on, 
Al Yitamu, no food, Mu'uma, nothing. No stealing, no monkey business about that. Al Yiru, don't let them pasture. And don't give them water to drink, Umayim Al Yishtu. Sakim. As I said last time, the Vavas it's the future tense. The Yiskasu, and they should cover with sackcloths. And normally, somebody that is saying this pasuk would think of it as a vavamapeches. I would say vayiskasu, which would be a travesty, because it's just the opposite. It means they should cover. It doesn't mean they did. The yiskasu sakim. For man and beast, or autumn and all of them should know why they're doing it. Let them call out to God strongly, Bachosko. Now you how can an animal call out to God? I can't figure it out and neither can you. But these animals wanted a drink of water, so they yelled. They mooed or they roared or whatever that they did to let know their displeasure. Oh, the Yoshuvu and they shall turn, right? Each one will call out to God strongly and everyone should change their behavior, me darko horror. And not only that, but also get rid of every ill-gotten gain, min from all the stolen goods. Every ill-gotten gain I share with Kapehem in the hands. Because who knows? Miyodeya. Who knows? Yoshuvani God will change the decree. Yoshuva Elohim, he will change the decree. Venicham ho Elohim. He'll have pity and mercy. Vishov mecharon and it will change the Gezerah below and we won't be destroyed. And then we have the famous Pesach. This Pesach is quoted in all the Sifrei Teshuvah. It's quoted by all in the Middle Ages when there was a, a, an explosion of G'dorle Chachomim, our great uh, rabbis, that they wrote Sifrei Chifuf Teshuvah. They said, they always quoted this passage, And God saw their deeds, not their tefillahs, not their anything, but how they acted. The important thing is, what effect did it have on their activities? Shavu. Accent is on the shin, the past tense. Shavu means they turned back. Shavu, they returned in Midarkom from the former evil ways. Therefore, by Yenochem Elohim so God showed his pity below or saw and didn't do the punishment that he said he was going to do. Perik Dalit. So Yonah was terribly upset. Harry came in the first time that he walked in the first walk, the first day he takes two steps into the city, 
he takes on his his trusty megaphone and he says, Oh, thou boy, me old Beninavei Nepochas. And it's true, that's exactly what happened. It wasn't the same city in the end of the 40 days. <laughs> the people were different. Oh, so Vayera El Maod. And he's terribly upset. And then he stopped to Davin Mincha by his father and the special prayer he made he said oh no Hashem please abundance them the word honor is written with a hey and it's written especially to our Kodesh Baruch Hu, a private tefillah sometimes the word honor is written with an aleph in the beginning and an aleph in the end to let you know that if you have the noon in the middle, you may possibly have a different ending. Oh no, Hashem, please God. This and that's exactly, I knew this was going to happen. I had a feeling this was going to happen. I was still in my own country. I was on the shores of... Uh, the Mediterranean in the city of Yapo. So therefore I'll take Dumpty. I hurried up Lebros Tashisha to take the later get out of there. I don't want to say to Nabua that I was told to say because I knew Kiyotati Ato El Racho Bachanon Erachapayim Rafchesan you're gonna have pity afterwards. And you will be merciful, al that you proclaimed you would do if they don't do Yeshua. I knew what happened. So now everybody looks at me and they say, Oh, there's a, the, the man that's saying all the bad things about us. And they have a look at him and they say, He's a liar. He said that we're going to be destroyed. But it never happened. Oh, so I know it's because you are a Khan of Racham, not because of their Teshuba. And the Nichom you're actually changing the decree. They're all ready to change it. You're ready to change it even if they don't do a full Teshuba. Oh, so therefore, I look like a liar. I look like I'm a like a uh, a bad person. Warn people to behave themselves. I'm going around giving musr to everybody, and I'm worse than all of them. So I'd rather be dead than be accused of being a uh, a liar of having told them something that's going to happen. So therefore, uh, I don't want to see the end of this story. And God answers Yonah. Yonah asked to be taken out from this world. He wants to go to the Olamoha Emes. And God answered him and says, You think you're doing the right thing? I hate the horror You think you're right in being angry? Ah, you're not doing the right thing. You have to be happy that the people are doing Teshuvah. 
not to be upset that they're doing teshuva. You got it upside down. You got the left on the right and the right on the left. You got both shoes mixed up. Ooh, you can't be mad that he did teshuva. So by Yonam in the ear after he went the first day, he didn't go to the second day. He didn't go to the third day. We don't know where he walked or anything. He stopped after the one day. He didn't go further into the city. He let the reports go from one part of the city to the other part. But people spoke about the prophet that said the city destroyed. They did not say the Michigan has said that the city's going to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. They said to one another, oh, that prophet came from the Jewish country and he came to tell us, the religious people there, that there are in, in uh, Eretz Israel, and therefore, so they didn't go further into the city. And in the end, he stopped. So Vayetzei Yonam in her ear, and he left the depths, the metropolis, the part of the, of the city that was heavily populated, and he sat the Entering the city, he sat down. By Yaslo Shom Sukkah, he made himself a little shack. A little shack. Two sides or three sides. Schach on top, maybe. By Yeshev Tachteha, he sat in the shade, Batzel in the shade. Hatasher Yere So he could visibly see what happens that the people will be listening or won't be listening. He went and he wasn't going to yell even more. He did what God tended him to do. Ooh. Oh. The last time I had by Yaman Hashem Lakim, he told the big fish to swallow Yonah. Now God tells something else. Now he tells a little plant to bloom. Don't give a little watermelon. You can give a big, big, big kikoyon. What is a kikoyon? A very, very leafy thing. Rashi says, Asaph, Hagode Lamalabanofa. The upper part of a tree that the very branches out and they make a very big shady spot because the bread, the leaves go out from that. Oh, so by Yaman again, the God called this kikoyon, this big leafy plant, by Yalmiyaliona, that grew above Yonaliosailarosho, to be a shade, to make a shade, so that he won't have the sun burning into his bald head. Oh, by a man Elohim told us, "Balosa shachal lemocharos." Lemocharos the next morning, out came the worm looking for food. After all, worms have to eat also. So this worm, God sent that worm to eat the stem of this kikoyom plant, this big leaf thing, right? And it ate up the connection that uh, that the uh, gourd had to the tree that it was growing on. Oh, 
And the little worm ate up the connection to the kikoyon with the tree by Yibosh. And the big blade dried up. Oh, so it was. Because as soon as the sun came out. Now, when the sun first came out, it just gave a little bit light. When it came out a little more, it got a little warmer. When it came out a little more, it got even more. Oh, Fayyaman Elohim once again, for the fourth time in the Sefer Yonah, God is arranging for this to happen, for that to happen. Nothing happens without Fayyaman Elohim. Everything happens by an order from above high. Oh. And this time, it was an east wind, Ruach Kodim, a, a wind coming from the desert areas that are the hinterland from Nineveh. And from the hot winds through the desert were coming across and Batach HaShemesh Al-Rosh Yonah. And Yonah's bald head was absorbing all the heat of the sun by Yisalof. And he fainted. He fainted. That's what by Yisalof means. He lost consciousness. All of a sudden he wakes up. God didn't let him sleep long after that. He fell asleep. By Yisalof's Nafshalomus. Oh, it's still just as hot as it was when I passed out. Oh, so I wish I was dead. I'm better off if I die now than wait until God punishes me and takes me. So, I know why you're upset. You missed that big leaf that was a shade over you. You missed the umbrella that was protecting you from the sun. Ah, ha, ha. You don't like to be in my sunlight, right? I hate them. He says, hey, Dave. I wish I was dead. Oh, so now we have the lesson that the whole Sefer Yonah was coming for. This is the main thing. By Yomar Hashem and God said to Yonah, Oh, you're so big-hearted. You have such a very, very good feeling for even a little, a little leaf that's growing out of a tree, a little, what is it, a watermelon seed. Who knows what it was? This little kikoyon. It's not yours. It's mine. I made it grow over there. And then you'll feel very, very bad that you're seeing it dried up. By the, after all, once the worm, a little worm, ate up the stem, connecting it to the tree that it was growing on, and now that it's drying up, it's shriveling, and now you're upset? Oh, 
you are very, very sorry to see the kikayon that they used to get it now that is dried up and shriveling. But you never worked to make it. I made it. You didn't work for it. Lo Amaltabo, you didn't work for it. For Lo Gidato, you didn't even water it. You didn't do anything for it. You just had a free ride. It was winning a sweepstake ticket to have such a big umbrella to protect you from the sun. Oh, Loa Malta Povologidalto. And not only that, what is it? It's a leaf that was going to shrivel anyways. Bin Lila Hoya, who bin Lila Ova. Yesterday it wasn't here. And today it's not it's gone already, right? Now comes the lesson of Nineveh. One puzzle. It's a something that you can all memorize it. Viani and I the creator of the world and all the people and all the plants. Lo Ochos, I should not have pity Al Nineveh, Oir Hagadola, this great city, all of these people that are doing chuva. Yeshbo Harbei Mishtemes Revo Oda, more than a million people. Now, twelve, ten thousand is more than a million. I just said a million. Because that's the figure that I could come up with right away to say lots and lots of people, lots and lots of children, babies, men, women, children. Much more. Harbei Mishte Mesre Rebo Adam. More than twelve ten thousand. Ashalo Yoda Benyamino Uvensumolo. Between their right and the left. Innocent people, they don't really know for what they're being destroyed. Of course I have to. And not only that, many of these people have no more understanding of punishment for good or for bad, or how to correct behavior by punishing Behemorapo. Many, many people are no different than behemoths. And they're going to be punished the same as everybody else? No. You have to have pity. You have to have mercy. When we have this as a Haftorah, on Yom Kippur, we do not end with Behemorapo. We do not end with Behemorapo. We end with a posik from Micha. The posik from Micha is a future thing. When we turn the pages, we have to turn ahead. We cannot turn backwards. And we turn to the end of Micha, the El Kamocha, Nosi Yobom Vovo Al Pesha, the Sheris Nachmo, the Sheris Hamo, Kichopes Chesed Hu. Right? And they have. There is no one as great as he is. And that is the, the meaning 
of the half Torah of uh, of Yonah. After Yonah is usually sold in the, before one of the davenings of Yom Kippur. In some shuls, they sell it in the morning with the leaves of the Torah, and they use it as a special sale, now after Yonah. And sometimes they sell it before Mincha, so that it's closer to the paying for it, or for the bidding for it. And that's what we have, the Mafti Yonah. That is the Sefer of Micho, which is one of the Sifre Atrei Osar. That Micho itself is uh, as close as we get to the whole idea of doing tshuva. It turns you over. And Oda Boemyom and that's exactly what happens as Rashi says that in the end of the time it was not the same Ninveh that it was and Yonah was very much upset because the Bnei Yisrael did not hurry to do Tshuva the Bnei Yisrael were eventually going to have a very very serious difficulties with the people of Ashur and their capital, Ninveh. So everybody, I wish you all a very, very, very good year coming up, a good day and a good year coming up, and the Shonot Tovah, Tikosevu Kolchem, you should all have a very, very good year and a good Shabbos. Good job. Good job. Uh, uh, thank you, Daddy. Uh, good convention to everybody. Yeah. 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 Find it. What do we next? Whatever Daddy wants. Turn back. Turn back. Turn back. Turn back. Turn Oh, you have that also. Hi, how are you? A good yontif and a good yor to everybody. Good yontif and good yor to everybody. Turn over one page. One page. Another page. Okay. 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 Ok